All right. Happy New Year. I got to say Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yes, indeed. New Year's resolution. Whenever we come to church, the first thing we do, turn off your phones. Everybody's got the same New Year's resolution. How about that? It's about the only one I ever make. I don't know if I ever made that one before, to tell you the truth. Um, we're going to read out of John first. First John chapter 4 this morning. But before I get there, I got to tell you a story. We got a dog in July. A little puppy. She's seven months old now. A golden retriever. A golden retriever. The psychologists, they use a golden retriever as a category for personality traits, personality types. Golden Retriever is one of the types. I knew that before. I've known a little bit about Golden Retrievers, but the longer I've had the Golden Retriever, we've had the Golden Retriever, uh, I kind of sorted through some of the stuff on my own. The psychologists will tell you they're people-oriented. They get along with everybody. They want everybody to like them, and they're loyal. That's a Golden Retriever, according to the experts. But there's more to it than that. I've been watching this dog. This dog wants to love you. Doesn't matter who you are, the dog wants to love. She loves my kids, the dog loves my kids, you can't stop her. The dog loves my wife. She even wants to love me. And I ignore her, and I'm, I forget about her. I forget we own the dog when I'm at work, I forget. I come home, I want to do certain things, and the dog gets in my way. And I'm mean. And I look at her, and if I got a smile, or just look at her even a little bit, the tail starts wagging, she gets excited, and she's got this, just want to love you, man, thing going on. And I'm like, how does she do that? Anyhow, we got a dog. First John chapter 4, starting with verse 7. Beloved. Let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Pastor John, your message last week, know God. God is love. There's a place to start, right? Just to, you, you don't need much more than that. God is love. God wants to love you. Going to Romans, Romans chapter 8, 38 and 39. All right, beginning at 38, I've got it. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, neither angels nor principalities nor powers, neither things present nor things to come, neither height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Not just the list that's here, but if you ignore him, he just wants to love you. If you forget he's there, he just wants to love you. If sometimes you want to do something, for yourself 
And God gets in the way, that's the wrong way to say it, but God interrupts that. He just wants to love you. And sometimes I get there. And sometimes I have to drop and say, Lord, I'm sorry, and get my focus right and realize God says to me, I just want to love you, man. Let's all rise. Lord, Jesus, we thank you that no thing, nothing can separate us from your love, Lord. We just pray to stay focused, pray to remember, and pray to keep you in our minds as we worship you, Savior. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We're going to receive communion. When you're singing about the power, the power of God, there's so much about what He's done for us. And the power of God to forgive sins, the power of God to restore relationship, the power of God to heal bodies, it's the power. But where does that power come from? Well, it came from the obedience of what he did on the cross, and we just sang that. And as we receive communion, this is the first time we'll receive communion this year as part of what we do. We, we receive communion on the first Sunday of every month, usually. <clears throat> and, and it can become tradition. It can become, well, here it is again. Let's do it. But I want to I read out of Mark, I believe it's Mark, I erased the reference. I think it was Mark. I want to read out of Mark the story about communion, and I'm going to read it from a little earlier than when we usually start. Because if you realize, when they received communion that night, when they, they weren't receiving communion, they were eating the Passover meal. They had done that over and over and over and over again. They had... They had done that every year in their life. Now, depending on how old they were, we don't know how exactly old each of the, the disciples are or were. Some people say late teens. Some people say early teens. We don't know. But they had done that every year, and they had gone through the whole process of the communion or the, uh, the Passover meal, they had asked the questions, they had heard the explanation. And this night, they thought they were in for another Passover meal. But it wasn't just any Passover meal. And sometimes we can, we can go through some of the things we do in Christianity, whether it's worship, and it just becomes, well, it's what we do at the beginning of the service. Or communion, or... Christmas. But it's good to understand why. It's good to, to think about it again. So I'm going to start earlier. I have no idea what verse it is. Like I said, I deleted it. But it's right here. You'll find it if you want to look for it. It says, And when it was evening, he came with the twelve. And as they were reclining at table and eating, Jesus said, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. One who is eating with me. They began to be sorrowful and say to him, one after another, is it I? He said to them, it's one of the twelve. So anyone who was above the twelve went, whew. Not me. 
It's not me. He said to them, It is one of the twelve who is dipping bread into the dish with me. For the Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Now the next verse goes right into the next verse, and I don't know how much time passed in between here, but there's a point I want you to see. And as they were eating, he took bread, and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to them and said, Take, this is my body. Who was in that room receiving communion with him? The twelve. Who was among the twelve? Judas. You know where I'm going with this. You know, we want to think that communion is, is something that is so holy that if you there's something wrong between you and God that you can't take it you can't receive of it but the reality is communion is not something to separate you from God communion is to, re, is to bring us into relationship with him Judas knew what he was about to do and he sat there and he ate the bread. And at the end of the meal, he drank the cup. And Jesus didn't go, oh, don't do that, don't do that. No, he just did it. He just, he offered it all because Judas could have repented. You could repent. I could repent. We could sort this out right now. You might be here, and I, I don't know everybody here. You might be here, and you're not even saved. You don't even know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We can fix that right here, right now. We don't have to wait till the end of the service. Actually, you probably shouldn't wait till the end of the service, because I don't know that we're going to have an altar call at the end of the service. Today is the day of salvation. This moment is the moment of salvation. Right now, and then, well, but but I, I'm not ready. I'm not. I'm not right. I don't have all figured out. Trust me. Neither do we. That's the beauty of what Jesus did. He did it. He, his obedience, going to the cross, dying, his body being broken, his blood being shed. That's the beauty. It wasn't the disciples. It was him. It's not you. It's him. All we have to do is receive it and go, okay, I'm in. Father, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life, Jesus. I believe that what Jesus did on the cross for my life, forgiving of my sins, restores me in a relationship with God. It's that simple. You can do that right here, right now. You can do that watching this live because it was so cold you couldn't come. Or you could watch this in 10 years. You find this recording and you go, wow, he's talking to me. Yes, I'm talking to you. Because it doesn't matter when you hear it, it's when you respond. And right now you can respond and receive. Because it's that obedience to what he said that restores you into relationship, not your goodness. <laughs> not your sinlessness, not your perfectness. It's Jesus. Amen? And it says that as 
they were eating, he took the bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave to them and said, take this, my body. And he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and they all drank. And he, they all drank. They all drank. And he said to them, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly, I say to you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. So today as we come and we receive the elements, the bread and the cup, the juice, it's a symbol. It's not the actual body and blood of Christ, but it's a symbol. It is a representation of what he did for us. He allowed his body to be broken. He allowed his blood to be shed for the remission of sins. Father, we come before you and we thank you for what Jesus did. We thank you for the plan that you had from the very, for before the very first sin. You had a plan to restore men back to you so that we could know you. And today we celebrate that, Lord. We celebrate the fact that you didn't want there to be a separation. You did whatever you had to do. You did what you had to do to restore right relationship with man. And that was for the perfect sacrifice, the lamb that was worthy to be slain, his body to be broken for us, and his blood to be shed for us. And we celebrate that and we proclaim it, as your word says, we proclaim it until you return that Jesus Christ is Lord. And today as we receive it, Lord, we, we receive with gladness, with joy, and with love. In Jesus' name, amen. Please come forward. Turn with me to, yeah, I'm a little ringy, a little, little ring. There we go. Proverbs chapter 25, begin with verse 2. First, sir, first uh, verse, well, I guess I did the communion, so that's the first verse of the new year. But here we go. First verse of the sermon series of the new year. Proverbs chapter 25, beginning with verse 2. I, I alluded to this the last time I spoke. I'm still a little hot, please. little bring her down just a tad. There we go, a little bit more. All right. I alluded to this, but it is a wonderful verse. It's not my favorite verse, but it is a really cool verse. Proverbs 25, beginning with verse 2, says, It is the glory of God to conceal things, but the glory of kings is to search things out. How many of you are here are a king or a priest? How many here are a king and a priest? How many don't know what you are? You have no idea. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll work at it here. I'll try to get it sorted out. But the Bible says you are kings and priests. You know, and, and we live in a, in a kingdom where there is the king, but you're also, once you're a part of the family, you're a child of the king, and you're a king. You're a king and a priest. And we, the understanding who you are, that was this week as I was meditating on knowing him, the more I meditated on knowing Him, the more I realized the more I know Him, the more I know me. 
The more I know Him, the more He reveals who I am. Now, I'm not Him, obviously, but I'm. But what are we? We're, we're created in His image. And the more we know Him, the more we can understand who we were supposed to be before sin. And who He has caused us to be after the cross. <laughs> Some of you are still wondering, I don't know, is that real? Is that right? Oh, it is. Just accept it. It is the glory of God to conceal things, but it's the glory of kings is to search things out. Go to Jeremiah 29. This one you'll like. This, this one I know you're going to like. Jeremiah 29, 11. 25.2 kind of messes with you a bit. 29, Jeremiah 29.11 is everybody wants to hear this one. Everybody wants to hear this one. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope in 2022. Boy, you want to hear that, don't you? Are you excited about 2022? Good. Yeah, six, six of you are really excited about 2022. I'm excited about 2022. I was excited about 2021. And 2021, okay, I, I know, 2021, I, I've, seen the, I've seen the memes, okay? You know, the, the meme, I just saw it this last week, it says 2020 shows the, the old guy with the holding the, the sickle and he's just all beat up and, you know, his, his robes are torn and he's standing there bedraggled and he's like, man, am I glad 2020. He says, it can't get any worse than 2020. In 2021, it's standing there says, hold my beer. <laughs> there was some crazy stuff that happened in 2021. But you know what? It was a good year in the kingdom. It was a good year in the Spirit. It's a good year in the family of God. And 2022 is going to be even better. Why? Why is it going to be better? Because the news is going to have better things to report? Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. But it's because we have a verse that says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Now, he was talking to the, to the Jews. Yes, he was talking to the, the, the exiled Jews. Jeremiah is prophesying this. God's speaking through Jeremiah. Jeremiah's writing it down. God is saying, he's saying to them, I'm going to bring you back. He says, I know the plans I have for you. They had, they had been in exile for 70 years. But that verse isn't only for the Jews. That, that verse is for believers. God has a plan for you. It's a plan to bless you, a plan for a future and a hope. A plan to prosper you. God wants to do something this morning. Man, I've just felt all morning long, I'm like, there's an anticipation today in the Spirit. There's something going on in the Spirit. I, I, don't, 
I don't have the answer yet, but I'm just like, I'm waiting for it. Any second, I'm waiting for it. Whatever is about to... Just had to share that. <laughs> for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Because then, here's the deal, verse 12, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. When we're talking about knowing him, how do we know him? We know him by spending time with him. We, we know him by being with him, by being in him, by being in the word, by being... How many of you jumped in? How many jumped in on this? Yeah, let's see. Yeah, yeah. How many read the Bible every year anyway? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I know you. I know you're out there. I know you're out there. She puts me to shame, actually. So the, the new, the new uh, Bible reading is, is uh, you know, you noticed it was Genesis 1-1 yesterday and this morning. It was John 1-1. Why? Because it has the same topic. That's, that's how this, this one year through the Bible, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be talking about the same sort of things. Then it went to Psalms where it's talking about the glory of God, how He created all things. So it's, it's all these verses kind of put together. It would take you years to figure it out and to put them all the way, together the way this guy probably took years to put it all together. And I encourage you to do it. And, and Debbie was excited. She's like, oh, this will be fun. This is a great way to talk. And then she looked ahead. She went, wait a second. There's days off. They give you, what am I supposed to do on my day off? I know some of you have that. I'm thinking, catch up. (laughs) I'm like, praise God, they give you an extra day in there every week where I can catch back up if I'm behind. So far, I'm on time. I'm right on schedule. It's wonderful. But it's good to be in the Word. Now, you can do it any way you want. I don't care. Just as long as you're in the Word. But when you're in Him, you have an opportunity to get to know Him. I mean, for those of you who are still going through the two-year, reading through the two-year that we had going and will end in September, we're reading in Job. But do you know that in Job, by reading Job, by hearing Job, by, by, letting, by meditating on what happens in Job, you can know Him better. And I was listening to it today, because I usually listen with the two-year, because it's a lot more. I listen to it. I'm auditory. So I'm listening. I'm doing both. Oof. I get extra points this year. I'm doing both. But I, I read the one year, and then I'm, now I'm listening to the two-year. And that two-year, he, ta- Job is talking about God is this, and God is this. And, God, and I'm thinking, you know, I, I, I've heard preaching on Job for so long where they're saying, well, Job, the whole thing is, you know, you, just, you can't get any theology out of Job. I've heard people say that. Well, it's truth. He, Job, Job is saying God is all-powerful. God is all-knowing. God is, he created all things. He's this. It's like, that's truth. Man, I was getting excited about Job. I I don't, it's kind of a new, fresh hearing of Job. I was, I thought it was a little weird there for a second. 
But it's good to be in the Word. The more you're in the Word, the more you get to know Him. You understand Him. And that's what this is all about. I keep just, that's what He's saying to me day in and day out. Know me. Know me. Why? Because He wants you to know Him. That's, that's the, the easy answer. The easy answer, He wants, it's all about knowing Him. It's all, it has always been about knowing Him. But if I take it a step further, it's because you're going to need to know Him. You really are. We really are. We're going to need to know Him more in 2022 than we've ever known before. And in 2023, and 2024, and beyond, and on, and on. To know Him. And how do we know Him? We seek Him. And here's the promise. You will seek Me and and find Me when you seek Me with all your heart. Go over to Revelation. Oh, great. First sermon of the year, and he's going to Revelation. Here we go. Revelation chapter 2. It's a good one. It's an easy one. It's a... You'll feel good by the, end I get, by the time I get to the end of this one. Revelation chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. He's writing. Uh, John is, is seeing the revelation. He's seeing Jesus speaking jesus is speaking to him about the churches he's saying write down these messages messages to the churches he's and he gets to ephesus says to the angel of the church in ephesus write the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand who walks among the seven golden lampstands i know your works your toil and your patient endurance and how you cannot bear with those who are evil but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. Good job. Good job, Ephesus. Nice job. Way to go, Ephesus. You're doing it. You're living it. You're in, you're in a sinful world, and you're knocking it out of the park. You're staying focused. You're staying there. You're you're working it out. You're patiently enduring. You're not putting up with stuff. You're not putting up with the junk. You shun that stuff. You you don't like that stuff. That's good. You don't like that political party. Whichever one it is, you know? All of them. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like that TV program, you know, you know which ones you don't like. You know the TV programs you don't like. We won't talk about they like them over there, but but they don't like they don't like the other TV programs and the ones you you like. You're being you're being diligent. Great job, great job, RVCC. You're patiently enduring and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. Awesome job. Pat somebody on the back, please. Just, yeah, good job. But, 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 I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember, verse 5, Remember therefore from where you have fallen, repent and do the works you did at first. If not, 
I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Love. Love. Started out talking about love this morning. Sang about love. Love. Loving. You guys are doing awesome. You're doing wonderful. You're doing all the stuff right. You're keeping the right attitude. You're moving hard. You're you're getting the work done. Good job. But it's all worthless unless you love. Unless you love who first? God. Unless you love Him first and love your neighbor. How do you love? How do you know love? Well, because you know Him. Love, we talked we talk about this the last time, love can wane. It can grow cold. The love of most, this is the verse I shared last time, the love of most will grow cold. Why? Because the days are evil. They're standing up for it. They're, they're working it hard. But what's happening to them? Because they're in the midst of it, they're starting to wane. And we have to be really, really careful that we don't wane. How, how do you help? How do you keep moving in such a way that it doesn't wane, that it doesn't fade? You, you repent. Change the way you're thinking. And do what you did at first. And I know when I, when I first came to the Lord, it was all about Him. Why? Because I didn't have anything else. Literally everything else I had, I had to get rid of. Friends, lifestyle, hobbies, every, everything I was doing was not Him. And so I, I just got rid of that, and I'm sitting there in my room looking at the wall. Because I have nothing. So I had to start filling it with something. Praise God that I understood you had to read the Bible. Read the Word. Praise God, I got in with a bunch of fanatics that talked about getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Spirit. Praying. Seeking Him. Seeking Him. Seeking Him. Man, that first six to nine months, blazing hot. Then I started getting used to it. Oh yeah, I got this. Life started getting better. And I started relaxing. Repent. Repent. Verse 6. Yet this I have. This, yet this you have. You hate the works of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will grant to eat the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. He's saying, guys, you're doing a great job. You're working hard. Things are happening. You're moving forward. That's awesome. Just, I got one thing against you. You're starting to slow down. Your you're, you're, you're fire for me, your love for me, your love for one another is starting to wane. And I get it. It's because we, you live in a world where there is constant pressure to not love. There's constant pressure to not seek Him. 
There's con- that's why pretty much every Sunday I'm going, seek Him. Seek Him. Why? Because I'm preaching to myself. Because I can feel my love at times growing cold. So I'm not pointing my finger, except, well, I am pointing my fingers. But it's all of us. It's the world we live in. And Jesus tells John, he says, he says, I'm really glad you don't like the Nicolaitans. I'm glad you hate the Nicolaitans. You ever wonder who the Nicolaitans are? Anybody know who the Nicolaitans are? Anybody studied it out? That's what I thought. Couple, couple, yeah, a little bit. I actually had to go study it out this week. Because I'm like, dirty Nicolaitans. I don't know. I don't know what, you know, I don't know what the Nicolaitans looked like. I didn't know what they acted like. I didn't know if they wore like a green sweater with a like a G on. I didn't know. I didn't They don't. They don't. They don't. I had to take one cheap shot. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Because I don't care who wins today. I don't. I know that's not how everybody feels. Nicolaitans, do you know who the Nicolaitans are? All right, I'll put the link somewhere. You'll be able to get this. Pastor Greg can get it, get it to you. But I had to go research it. I had to go to renner.org. Anybody ever know what renner.org is? Rick Renner. If you need to know anything about you know history, about anything basically, go to renner.org. Rick Renner, uh, uh, biblical theologian extraordinaire. He uh, actually has a thing on basically says who are the who were the Nicolaitans and what was their doctrine and deeds and I'm not going to read the whole thing I'm just going to read one paragraph that just pretty much sums it up it is significant he says that the deeds and doctrines of the Nicolaitans are only mentioned in connection with the churches in two places there's only two places it's ever mentioned there is one, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. There's only two places where it's, it's mentioned. One is emphasis. Or emphasis. <laughs> I was trying to emphasize Ephesus. One is Ephesus, the other is Pergamus. Pergamus. It seems that the doctor, doctrine of the Nicolaitans was, what it, was, was that it was all right to have one foot in both worlds and that one needn't be so strict about separation from the world in order to be a Christian. Now, he goes into much depth. That, that there might sound like, well, if you watch whatever anti-God TV show, you got one foot in the world. What he's talking about is this. Who, was, who, was the, who were the Nicolaitans? They were those who studied after Nicholas. There's only one place where, or actually two places, where someone named Nicholas is mentioned. He was one of the seven deacons. Remember Philip? One of them was Nicholas. There's nowhere else in the Bible. You can't find out who were the Nicolaitans in the Bible. But there were contemporary people who were writing down the history of the church off to the side, and, and many of them agree that they were, they were followers of Nicholas. One of the seven, one of the, one of the uh, 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 deacons that were feeding the poor in Jerusalem. Now, who was Nicholas? 
The Bible talks about, when it describes, when it describes the seven, it says that Nicholas was a proselyte of the Jews. And, and, and Rick Renner says, according to the history, the side history, and taking that verse, basically, Nikolai, Nicholas, was a, was a, a, a heathen. He was a pagan who, got, who transferred over and became a Jew. He became a proselyte of the Jews. But then, apparently, he went from there and became a follower of Jesus. And Rick says, what it looks like is basically the guy was okay from going from one thing to the next. Whatever is spiritual, he was going from one thing to the next, and it was okay. And the, the people who were, and you can get all this information in that article, there were two people that, were, that wrote, and they, they said it both almost, almost uh, synonymously. They said, Nicholas was saying, you can be a Christian and a pagan. And you can be a Jew and a Christian and a pagan. And you can do this and this and this, kind of like all things lead to God. All things. Well, that just seems like, well, we would never do that. We would never do that. Really. In the world, it starts to get real easy that this is what causes me to be holy. The blood of Jesus, yes. The broken body of Christ, yes, absolutely. And thinking this way. And living my life that way. And I don't want to push specific buttons because I want you, you're already being convicted, so I just want to... It's whenever you think that it's Jesus and this. It's the kingdom of God and this. You got one foot in the kingdom, one foot in the world. Why? Why is that a problem? Because when it comes right down to it, you're going to trust on one or the other. You're not going to trust in both when the stuff hits the fan. When the stuff hits the fan, when it hits, and it's not hit yet. Well, it's, it's some, some is hit, but not all of it. We haven't seen the worst. But when it hits, you need to know who you are. You must know who you are. You must know who He is first and not compromise. Because when, when the only answer is Him, don't go looking for Him and because you're you're going to be divided. You're going to be your your vision will be changed. You'll be you'll be heading in two different directions. You'll have one foot in the right answer and one foot in the left. And if you've ever skied, it's this time of year skied, and one ski goes this way and one goes that way, it is never good. Never good. All right, we'll get out of Revelation. That's enough of that. Turn to Mark. Back to Mark chapter twelve. Mark chapter 12, beginning with verse 28. It says, And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another. 
and seeing that he answered them well, because the, all the, the different leaders, rulers were questioning Jesus, asking him hard questions, trying to trap him, and they thought they'd get in on it. One of the scribes thought he'd get in on it. Seeing that he answered them well, asked him, which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, the most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, or the Lord is one. Verse 30, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. It's about love. It's about loving Him. It's about focusing on Him. It's about continually pressing into Him with all of your mind, with all of your heart, with all of your strength, with everything that you are. It's pressing into Him. Pressing in, pressing in, pressing in. Pressing in what? So, many t- so much time a day? No. Well, if I do one hour? No. Well, what if I do a half a day? No. What if I do all day? No. It's about always not not about time but it's that you're you're seeking first his kingdom and him you're seeking him 20 not 24 hours a day always he said he said the thing i have against you is that you've lost your first love why because the nicolaitans said well sometimes the answer is over here in this frame of the world where the answer is always him Seek Him. You've lost your first love. Man, though, though something just happened in my life, who do I turn to first? He wants it to be Him. But that takes, it takes practice. It takes, it takes uh, uh, seeking and seeking and doing and doing and doing and doing it so that you just naturally... I hear stories every once in a while. I just heard one this week. Somebody was about to be in an accident. Somebody told me about a head-on collision. And the first thing that came out of their mouth was, Jesus! And not in like a swearing word. But they just, ah! And everybody, everybody walked away from it. Praise God. Just that's just the, the first moment. And that, they said the whole thing took seconds They were driving down the road. It was slippery. They were going slow. Somebody came around the corner way too fast. Boom. They said they had seconds. And their first thought was, Jesus! Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. It is not time to relax. Okay. I've been debating all morning long whether to share this or not, but I think I'm supposed to. Do you want to hear some good news? No. 2020 was a, was a very interesting year. Would everybody agree? 2021 was also a very interesting... A lot of things, a lot of weird, a lot of goofy, a lot of terrible, a lot of annoying, a lot of... Ugh, things happened in 2020 and 2021. To the point where I literally had to start unplugging from some things and just say, I'm not going to dwell on that. I can't, I can't dwell on that because it's pulling me away from that first love. 
and I had to pull away. I had to. I wanted. To, I just wanted, you know, and, and, and take it for what it's worth. And, and and if and if and if it doesn't happen this way, then just say, well, whatever. But I keep hearing in the spirit, 2022 is going to be a little bit of a. It's going to be a little bit of a relax. It's not going to be as intense. It's not going to be as crazy. It's not going to be, you're actually going to start seeing things go, hey, things are starting to go back to normal. And at the exact same time as I hear that, I keep hearing from the Holy Spirit, don't relax. Now is not the time to relax. No, 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 no. How many of you, I'm not talking about, maybe, maybe, I'll just surprise me, okay? How many of you have ever arm wrestled? Oh, I see a bunch of ladies, yes! Love it! Ooh, yeah. Well, you've arm wrestled with somebody, and you're on, and you get somebody who's pretty, you're pretty evenly matched, and you're, you're pushing, and you're pushing, and then all of a sudden they kind of reach that point where they go, where they kind of relax because they can't keep that kind of pressure up anymore? Do you relax? Better not. Tug of war, it's another one. That's the, other, the other one I thought of is tug of war. Man, I've been on a lot of tug of I don't know why everybody wants me to be on their tug of war team. I don't know. I don't know. They always want me at the end, you know. I, I'm just, I choose that it's the last shall be first. That's my, that's my uh, or the biggest shall be <laughs> anchored. But yeah, you, you're pulling on that thing. You're pulling and you're pulling and all of a sudden you feel the other team start to, oh. That's not the time to go, oh, we can rest too. That is the time you put everything you have in you into that pull. That's this year. In the world, I believe, I, just the way, just as the things I've been hearing in, in the Spirit, just the things I've been, I've been picking up, is that this year is going to be, in, in many ways, is going to be a... But the thing we cannot afford to do is to relax. And I'm not saying we have to be hyper-crazy about it. I'm just saying now is when we get to press in. And we don't have to go after evil. We don't have to attack this or attack that. No, I'm saying you go after him. In this moment of, that's when we go, oh, now, now I want more of him. I, I need more of you because there will be another pull. There will be. I guarantee it. I've read it. It's, our, it's in there. There will be more. But now is not the time to relax. Now's the time to press in. And we, we, we press in by seeking Him first. Amen? Last verse, and then we'll be done. I'll turn it over to Nathaniel. Philippians 3. Philippians 3, this is the verse I started with on the last sermon. Knowing Him. Knowing Him. Philippians 3.7 but whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, verse 8, indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Amen? Amen. 2022 is going to be a great year. Now, so welcome, I'm going to just say welcome to uh, the beginning of the week devoted to God. 
very exciting. We've done this for many, many years. I've lost track of how many now. doesn't matter. But it's a week where we get to say, okay, God, you're first. We're going to put, I, I personally, we, we as a church are going to, but I personally am going to put you first. I want to seek you. I want to know you. And we do a number of things to try to foster that. One is each night, starting at 7 o'clock from 7 to 8.30, exactly an hour and a half. Usually, I mean, it's, I don't know that we've ever gone over. We, tonight, this week might just be, you know, I don't know. But you could leave at 8.30. You could leave at 8. You could leave at 7.30 if you're just done. But what I'm saying is every night we get together and we're going to worship Him. How do you know Him more? You worship Him. We worship. We get into His presence. We allow the Spirit of God to lead us and guide us. And we do it corporately. There's something about corporate worship. Man, there's something about getting together this morning and worshiping together. Because I'm, you know, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I, I worshiped all week this week. I, I sought Him all week. I'd, you know, I'd sing. I was, you know, I'd, I'd pray. I'd, I'd, I worship Him every day. But there's something about coming together corporately, where two or more are gathered in unity. So we, that's one way we encourage it. Each day from 10 to noon, we're going to be praying together, and it will be Zoomed. We'll send out, we'll put, a, put links in the places that we can put links. Uh, trying to think, if, you, if you're not on our email exchange where you get the prayer requests and stuff, uh, contact Greg at the office, Pastor Greg at the office. Otherwise, we'll send it out in an email. We're not going to put it on Facebook because then anybody could get there, and we don't want that to get weird. But um, it'll be Zoomed from 10 until noon. Uh, if you can't join us, just know we're praying. You can pray. You can pray anytime. But it's just seeking Him in prayer. Corporate prayer. There's something about corporate prayer. Praying together. And then that'll go on all week long, 7 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock in the morning. And then on Saturday, we start at 10 o'clock. number of people are speaking. It's going to be a wonderful time worshiping, worshiping together. We'll have a meal together, because that's another way. Having a meal together, spending time with each other in fellowship, is another way to know Him. Where two or, where two or more are gathered together, there He, there he is in the midst. So we'll have lunch together. There's no cost. It is BC Mongolian. For anybody who knows, I know there's, only, there's a few that don't like it. Bring a ham sandwich. Because <laughs> there are many who do like it. Namely me. <laughs> but it's going to be an awesome time. And then in the afternoon, more, more people sharing. And then uh, uh, Pastor John Logan will be ordained uh, Sunday, Saturday afternoon be here and celebrate with them and we'll talk about what that means and what that's all about and why we do that next next saturday but that's a great week nathaniel i'm gonna turn it over to you see you tonight at seven o'clock i have a scripture here in um, proverbs proverbs um, 18 Verse 16, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. And the other one that came up in my heart was over in Acts chapter 10. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius a centurion of the band called the, called the Italian band. So this man's in the Roman army. 
And an angel appears to him who says to him, thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. And the angel instructs him to dispatch some guys and send for, for Peter. And so his, his gifts and his giving actually brought him before the lead apostle in, in the early church and started to direct his path into what God had for him and his family, which was, which was salvation, which was being filled with the Holy Spirit and, and a, whole, a whole new life. And uh, Galatians 6 says we're to communicate or give to those who teach the word, who share the word of God in all, in all good things. And when we, when the word of God really starts speaking to you from a ministry, uh, primarily from, from this pulpit, and I do like the new upgrade. This is fantastic. Um, we want to sow into that when the Word of God starts impacting your heart and your life, and you're like, wow, that, th this, this Word that's being preached is really for me. That's what we want to sow into because there's a scripture, in thy light we, we see more light. And uh, it, it worked for me that way when I was a young man. I, 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 I knew some things, but then there was ministries that started to really speak to me, starting with um, Brother Pat Robertson. I started watching him and, and, and uh, just started connecting with his ministry. Well, when I started giving there, then that led me to um, another preacher and then another preacher after that, and, and God started steering my way into this stream of ministry, and it was, it was a wonderful thing. So... That's what I had. Thank you, Father, for your people today. Thank you for hearts willing and open to receive your word and to give towards that word that we have received. Just thank you for a new year and for a blessed week with the meetings coming up and for bringing increase and for bringing people and uh, guiding and directing our way. In Jesus' name, amen.